It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at clipit.tv or check them on Twitter at clipit. Hey, everybody, John Barcher checking in with you, and I am getting so excited because football is right around the corner. We are just days away from seeing Kirk Coupons, a.k.a. Kirk Cousins, throw some dirt balls, kick up some worms. I can't wait. And if real football is right around the corner, that also means that fantasy football is right around the corner. And there's no better way to play fantasy football than with our friends over at DraftKings. DraftKings is hosting a $100,000 contest this Sunday that is 100% free. And if you draft the perfect lineup, you can win $1 billion with a B. Billion. That means we're buying a yacht. That means we're going someplace hot. That means we are drinking fancy drinks with umbrellas in them for the rest of our lives. And that is all courtesy of DraftKings. So get to DraftKings.com right now. Use the promo code BGNR to play in DraftKings free contest with $100,000 in total prizes this Sunday. And if you draft the perfect lineup, you can win $1 billion. That's promo code BGNR to play for your shot to win $1 billion this Sunday. The contest is totally free to enter, so why wouldn't you try it? DraftKings, the game inside the game. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. This squad. Next level. BGN Radio. Let's go. Welcome to the next level, the creme de la creme, Teron Davenport, Barrett Brooks, linked with BGN, next level boys breaking down the game, other podcasts out, but they not the same, TD the fly one, keep the suits and the wingtips, honest opinions, from the Gibsons to the Winces, I'm left handed, Barrett Brooks got my blind side, Super Bowl winner, see the game from a champ size, route concepts down, the techniques in the trenches, you wanna learn football? And tune in and listen BGN Radio Next Level Podcast You thinking about discussing the Eagles? 
better stop that. From senior bowl workouts to the draft, down the training camp, breakdowns of all 22. They the best at that. Special insights, giving sight to the blind. So sit down, push play, and when they done, rewind. Next level. Once again, we are back. It's time to go to the upper <laughs> With the Next Level Podcast, I'm Teron Davenport at T Davenport underscore NFL. Here, as always, with my man that leads the way, Barrett Brooks. Yes, B. Brooks, 72 CSN. Check us out. So what we're going to do today is quick go through the depth chart, look at the roster, but then we're going to give you a prediction uh, of this game coming up. The season opener, it is here. Christmas is upon us. You guys will get to open up a gift on Sunday. We'll see if it comes with batteries or not. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, we'll do that. And then we'll just take a quick look at the schedule, and then we'll be out of here. Quick hitter, that's what we do. So kicking things off, just looking at the depth chart from an offensive side of things, we understand what the situation is at quarterback. Carson is the guy. Nick Foles at backup. Talked to Foles yesterday. He said that he's fine to go. Um, Nate Sudfield was signed. What do you make of that transaction, bringing Sudfield in? Well, we know that you know Carson is the starter. Hopefully we never see Nick Foles go out there. If he is, he's very capable. He's a star. He's been a starter in this league. He understands what it is to start, so he'll be cool. They need a practice squad guy, so he fits in perfectly with what they want to do. Um, I don't know necessarily if I'd have went in that direction. I'd have kept, you know, um, what we had here. But I mean, that just you know, it just goes to show you. Um, I believe that Nick Foles has been all right. They're just not rushing his situation. Yeah, because when you look at Nick Foles, you know what you have in him. Uh, I mean, Peterson has worked with him before, uh, going back to his days as the quarterback coach. So you definitely know what's there as far as from Peterson's perspective. So I And he's a proven guy. You, you know, he could come in and win you a couple games if need be. But like you said, he's someone that you don't want to see play. But I wanted to get into Sudfield a little bit because it just is kind of frustrating when, when I look at a guy like Sudfield. Because I'll be honest with you, I don't really see any ability in him. Well, I mean, what happened to Dane Evans? You know, I, I thought he was more than showed his wealth, you know, to, to be in this this situation, being a practice squad guy, a guy that can go out there and play. Um, I don't, or did they think he wasn't going to clear wa- waivers or they just didn't like the talent level that he had? He had one of the strongest arms on the team. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, they just failed to bring him back. And you talk about strong arms. And before I get into this next guy, I, I mean, look, Gerard Evans was was here. You know, that right. guy is not on a roster. It baffles my mind that no one has him even on their practice squad. It's wow. kind of like, like he just disappeared. Exactly. And this dude had tons of ability. You look at Bucky Hodges. You, you look at, you know, what went on in Virginia Tech, you know, with Isaiah Ford. These guys, their production, you know, it goes back and forth. You know, that, that was a tandem. So we'll see what happens, you know, to Gerard Evans, man. Hopefully he surfaces somewhere. Um but the guy that I want to talk about, just, you know, when you talk about a strong arm perspective, Alec Tor- uh, Torgerson. You know, it, it made the villain uh, – not I always say that, and I apologize. The Penn quarterback. Yes, he, yes. Hey, man, you talk about a cannon, and I, I saw him at the East-West Shrine. This dude was the best quarterback there, you know. And then a the year before, Subfield, getting back to Subfield, and ironically, the Redskins took Torgerson and let Subfield move on. Um he fits the prototype, you know, 6'4", 6'5", 230 pounds. You know, he, he has the right look. 
but you don't win football games on looks. No, and, not at and, all. And We've I, seen a I lot just, of Tarzans that play like James. Exactly. So I, I'm not going to waste too much time on him, but, you know, that's just an interesting thing. Maybe they, they brought him in to – See if they could get some intel, you know, regarding this this offense. Well, Who yeah. knows? Well, you you know, <laughs> that's exactly what you know what 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 coach said. Frank Wright said he said that we're gonna you know go in and down, you know, download what you know what he may give to us. But he said, but just from personal experience, that you know it, it never really brought anything to the table. I know when I left one team and went to another team, I was feeling some sort of way about it. I downloaded a whole lot of stuff, and they used that stuff, and it was very, <laughs> you know, it was very evident in how the score was when we played against that team. So, you know, that information can be useful, especially playing with their defense time in and time out. Understand that you're the scout team guy, and how you can pick a guy apart. He played Carson Wentz, you know, last year, so maybe he does know a little more than we should know. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. Uh, just moving on to the running back position. Well, I mean, you said it. You said Corey Clement would stick. I said Bo Jackson wouldn't. But, hey, I mean, here we are. They have five guys at running back on the roster. Obviously, we know three of them will be active. Uh, Donnell, talking to him yesterday, he said that he pretty much knows that he's not going to be active barring an injury. Uh, Clement, I didn't talk to him, but, I mean, I'm pretty sure the same situation is there. Who gets the carries at, at running back? I mean, what's going to happen? Well, let's talk about a perfect world. This team runs 30 to 35 times a game. Now, regular teams run way more than that. But, you know, just from going from the history of what we've seen from Doug Peterson, if he runs the ball 30 to 35 times a game, it'll be a great result. If you look what they did against uh, Minnesota, they ran the ball that many times during the game, established a run game, opened up everything else. Look at the Atlanta game. Same situation. You run the ball, things work out better as a quarterback, as an offense. Even defensively, it works out better. The most demoralizing thing you can do to a defense is run the ball on because it's disrespectful, number one. <laughs> number two is man against man. That's why offensive linemen love to run the ball because it's mano against mano. You're driving a guy. You're making him concede. Um, you know, and if they're able to stop the run, they're making you concede then. You know, so when you impose your will on an, on a defense by running the ball and they know you're running the ball and you can't stop it, it makes them very, very disheartening. Uh, disheartened when, when they, you know, go back into the huddle like, man, we can't stop this run. We can't stop the bleeding. So if they run that many times a game, they will have definite – Definitely better results. If you look at when Carson has, has done terrible, he's threw for more than 40, 50 times a game. At one yeah. point, he, re- he threw it 63 times a game. So Blowout. That's, <laughs> that's, that's not what you want from, the, from this offense. They need to run the ball more. But if you break down the runs, I'm looking at LeGarrette Brunt being that, you know, third and two type of guy, fourth and mm-hmm. one red zone, get out on the goal line type of guy. And it's funny how we've come full circle because when he was first signed, you know, that's something that, that I was talking about. Okay, yeah, this guy is going to give them a situational football type of uh, advantage. Yes. He is their short yardage. This team, is, is they suck on third down. I mean, <laughs> you can't even – they suck on third downs, you yes. know. So whether it be third and short or third and long, they struggle. So you bring in Blunt, that gives you a guy that could be your pounder, that also gives you someone that could – Put the game away because you look at some of these games, Detroit Lions last year, fumble late in the game. He carried the rock 299 times last year, two fumbles. Right. So he will secure the football. Wendell Smallwood did have a fumble last year late in the game. I'm not going to say that was totally his fault because, you know, Kelsey got blown up and and before Smallwood could tuck the ball, Kelsey got, you, you know, 
thrown into him. him. Yeah. So yeah. that happened. But I think Smallwood is, is eventually going to emerge as the guy that's the dominant player on this running that's game. exactly what I said today on Quick Slants. I said that Smallwood will be that guy to run at the very least 15 to 16 times a game. He'll be the stable running back. The running back's going to run from the 20 to the 20. Um, he's the he's the he's the multi-purpose back. Yeah. He's not just a guy that runs on third down. A guy that runs on 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 first down. He can you know he's a three down back. He's the closest thing that they have to a three down back. So why not give him an opportunity to run the rock? Yeah, exactly. And he's a blend of pretty much everything they have on the roster. And you mentioned fifteen to eighteen carries. Go back and look at the folks. This is what I want you to do. Go back and look at that Steelers game. And I mean that was a high point for this team. You know, this last season. No question. But go back and look at that game, and you're going to see he has 17 carries, 79 yards, one touchdown. There was a drive, and I think it was the one where he scored the touchdown, where they just kept feeding him the rock and feeding him the rock. And specific play that they ran. They ran power. You do exactly. the front side. You double-team the front side. You pull the backside guard around, run straight up the middle of the field, and he was gaining Big yards like that. Yep. Then they put Sproles in the same, ran the same play. Power to the left, power to the right. Keep pulling that guard up into that double team and just wash everything down. They were getting six to seven yards a clip. That's how you demoralize the defense. It goes back to what you said. Shoe to shoe. Right. And just, we're going to shove the ball down your throat. You know we're going to run this play. In fact, you see my front side guard and tackle ready to double team you, and you could do nothing about it. And I love what Frank Reich said today about dictating the tempo of the game. Yep. He said offenses want to be able to run the football whenever they want to run the football. And that's what I asked and, them too. Remember, I asked, I'm yeah, going to ask the question. That was a great question. Yeah, I and, said, you know, give me a great, give me your percentage on what you want to do in the run game. What's you know? Are you going to have more of an even kill offense where you can run the ball just as much as passing the ball? We both saw games where you know Carson had fifty five plus passing attempts. You can't win can't football happen. like that, no. And you know when you look just to take it a step further and kind of go back to the quarterback position a little bit. When you look at Carson at North Dakota State, look at I mean you can't really look at his senior year because you know he missed a lot of games, but. Look at that junior year. He was he was not throwing the football 30 times. No. Not you know, no. they established a run. And that's the way Wentz is. You look at the Tampa game, what they did. They had him on the move, you know, allowed him to get comfortable that way. I'm not saying he's a dual-threat quarterback. I'm not saying he's a mobile quarterback. I am saying he is one of those quarterbacks that you like to get on the move and is more effective that way. How do you – take advantage of that you have to establish the run first yep, that play it. action I mean you want this this guy to take the next step you want to showcase him well I'll tell you what play action play action play action after you run the football it's going to make things a lot easier one of the first conversations I remember one of the first conversations I ever had with you uh, about football was at training camp last year and we talked about the play action and how that gets those linebackers to take that step up so you can have that crosser right behind them. It's yep. an easy throw. You know, and, and the big thing about having a, a, the run fake, when you run run fakes, when you run play action, people don't understand teams play that do that because it's, it's a max protection. Mm-hmm. When, you run the back, when you run those type of, of offensive plays, that means you're keeping a tight end in, you're keeping a running back in. Those are all extra blockers that can help the offensive line out. That's why most coordinators want to run – play-action pass because it's a max protection. It gives you the ability to suck those linebackers up and get guys 
on on the back of them, those intermediate routes, those those dig routes, those those crossing routes. Those are all things that if you run the ball successfully, you can make the defense commit to the run, and then once that happens, you can throw over the top of them. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. Talk to Marcus Johnson about a smoke route that you, you know he scored. And, of course, it wasn't running the football, but it was a designed play to make it look like the scramble drill, yep. you know, to, okay. to work the same concept. So it, that's, a, that's a perfect point. Now, speaking of protection, we have to look at – what we have inside, you know, the guys in the trenches, this is what makes it all happen. So obviously we know who the starters are, but your depth guys are Chance Warmack, Stefan Wisniewski, Halapulavati. Yeah, I'm showing off. Yeah, Vitae, you know. I'll stick um, the big V. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I was surprised when I did my 53-man projection, I had them keeping 10 offensive linemen, Dylan Gordon and Dallas Thomas. You know, I, I thought both of those guys would stick. But you look, there's there's three depth guys, and Dylan Gordon, by the way, he got annihilated in that Jets game. Oh, he got beat up pretty good, bro. He played himself off the roster. Yeah. Coney Ely got him, and then some other guy who's probably, you know, auditioning for the Hamilton Tiger Cats right now <laughs> <laughs> really abused him, man. But when you look at what's left, you got Chance. I, I know you've spoken about him. You got Wisniewski, Vitae. What, I mean – what do they do if somebody gets hurt? Well, that's the that's the you know, and that's the problem. You know, if they they have to stay healthy, if they want to keep five running backs, they have the autonomy to keep five running backs because they let an offensive lineman go. Mm. Most teams go into the season with nine offensive linemen, nine guys. That way, you know, they can use the two practice squad guys to fill the roster as far as you know going out and practicing every day. They chose to keep three, and that's only they can only do that because. They wanted to keep that extra running back on the squad. Now, we're talking about two running backs that will not dress on game day. They won't dress all season on game day. Neither one of them will. So, if you look at it, who's going to step up on the special teams to maybe go out and become that fourth running back on a team? And that's going to be the biggest determinant factor on who's going to dress. I mean, what do you look at as far as – Clement playing special teams. I see him personal protector. I see him in a wing guy on punt. Um, can he run down on kickoffs? Can he play in, and block people on kickoff return? Those are all things that he's got to make his mind up and be like, all right, if I want to get on the field, I have to progress as a better blocker mm-hmm. on special teams yep. or tackler on special teams. That's going to be interesting, the personal protector. I mean, they, they have two legit ones in, in Marigos as well as, as Corey Graham, who said that he wants to play that position. Right, right, so right. it's going to be tough for, for uh, Clement to, to dress. But, you know, when I look at this, what's on the roster here, it goes back to a move that they made. And I understand you wanted to get your young guy established as the starter at left guard. I never agreed with the move letting Alan Barber go. No. Never no. agreed with that because no. if you look at what – just add him to this roster – Right, just add him to the roster. Now, all of a sudden, you have a backup right tackle, left tackle, left guard, right guard, a guy who started at those positions as well and played really well for you at and, left guard. And one guy, in one guy, in one guy. That means you know. And let me, folks, let me let me explain to you on the opening day roster, uh, game day roster is forty five guys yes. on the roster. With those forty five guys, you got to su- select a lot of linebackers, safeties, whatever. 
the reason why I played 12 years in the NFL, not because I was the biggest, strongest, and fastest, youngest, I may have been the best good, you know, best, best looking, looking guy, <laughs> but I'll say that I played every single position. In fact, I played center, guard, and tackle all in one NFL game before. And that's, you know, that's a luxury that most teams don't have. Yeah. And I think you had that with Barbary. You could dress just him and, uh, and your five starters and still be able to go out in the game. Because that's what I did for my last two seasons with the, with the Steelers. They would dress me and nobody else. Hmm. That way they can go dress another running back or, or dress another receiver or DB or linebacker or defensive lineman because I gave them the ability to play center, guard, and tackle. You lost that when Alec Barbie left. Yep. And that's huge when it comes to your opening day roster. Even though you kept five, you won't be able to dress but three of those guys because all three of the linemen have to play, have to dress in order for them to do them. When it comes down to abilities, you always have the saying, the best ability is availability. Exactly. But after that is versatility. Yeah. <laughs> you look at when we get to the defense, you know, we'll get back to that. Now, the receivers, we know what the deal is with that. Uh, Bryce Treggs, you know, he played well at times. You know, I think he had a solid camp. I think Shelton Gibson started off slowly, but he acquitted himself as, you know, as things went on. That's that's my big shocker. Really? There's two big shockers that I had. Sheldon was one of them, and I'll give you on the defensive side when we get to it. Okay. Well, yeah, see, and you know, I've I've been, you know, talking the Shelton thing, and it's funny. I was the only person at all the media that submitted their uh, 53, man. I, I had 51 out of 53, right? Obviously, Clement killed me. But <laughs> um, I was the only one that had Shelton Gibson making a roster. I was shocked when I... when – when I was definitely told that. Yeah, I, I definitely didn't see him being a guy that was going to – I thought he was going to be on the practice squad. I didn't think he would pass through. I thought, uh, you, you know, what's going on now, the development side of things, that's what they're going to do with him. Uh, we know the top three, Nelson, Alshon, and, and Torrey. i tell you a quick thing on Nelson that kind of bothered me throughout the preseason was the lack of targets. You know, yeah, he yeah. didn't get targeted enough. And I, I remember talking to him, I'm like, hey, man, you know, you're in the slot now. You're going to be targeted more. He said, oh, yeah, I know that. We talked about the physical play. The guy hasn't been targeted. I don't think he got a single target against the Dolphins, and that's something they're going to have to fix. They're going to have to fix that. And, I mean, obviously Alshon is Alshon, Torrey is Torrey. But after those three, I mean, they're going to use four receiver sets. Me personally, when I look at this, you know, I think Marcus Johnson is the number four receiver, not Mac Hollins. No, and I know everybody wants Mac Hollins, but, you know, Marcus Johnson in my book, and I'm including Alshon, I'm including Nelson, I'm including Torrey, he's had the most consistent camp Yes, at the receiver position. He's been there, just like you said, availability. He has that. Ability, he definitely has that. He's quick. He's mm-hmm. explosive. Um, he doesn't run routes better than, than Nelson. Nelson is probably the best yeah. overall talent that we have on the team as far as receiver. He runs great routes. He, he he's explosive, he's fast, he's quick. He just needs to get open more. I don't necessarily say he wasn't open to get targets because I thought he was open, mm-hmm. but I don't know yet if Carson trusts that confidence. Him yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know yet. I mean, that's gonna come with time, you know. But I don't know if the comfort level is there. But he's definitely did everything within his power to make sure that he's on his roster and that he's uh, definitely being considered as a starter. 
Yeah, 100%. So we'll see what happens there. Tight end position, we know what that is. You got Burton, you got Ertz, you got Selleck. You know, you talk about the max protection and the play action. That's where Selleck is going to come into play. Ertz and uh, uh, Burton, that gives you that 12 personnel that you can flex. Love it. Give it, uh, you know, a different look. So that's something that'll be interesting to see how that works out. But moving on to the defense. Well, hold on, how about Billy Brown making the practice squad? Hey, you know, <laughs> Billy Brown, and, and, and I call him bad Billy Brown, you know. <laughs> that is a guy that, that I remember watching him at Shrine Week, and I said, you know, this dude is not fast. He's, he's a little stiff, but he gets open. Oh, no question. And this was as a receiver going against DBs. He's going to be now, – now, if something should happen next year and Trey Burton ends up getting more money, the same way Delaney Walker did with the 49ers way back when, when yeah, he was when a, he went to Titans, yep. when he went to the Titans, hey, they got something in Billy Brown, you know, they got something in him. So I'm, I'm definitely we got to shout out Billy Brown, you know, fellow D two player. So I got to shout you out, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's he's making that conversion, yes. you know. Yes. Um, but looking at this defense. I guess we could start in the secondary. Uh, obviously, Darby and Mills are the starters. You got uh, Rasul Douglas. You got Patrick Robinson, McDougal on the roster. Aaron Grimes doesn't make it, which kind of surprised me. Uh, Ron Brooks released, which kind of surprised me also. But I, it goes back to that ability, availability. What is your take on, on this secondary? You know, with, with McDougal in the slot, you know, as the nickel corner, Darby, Mills, do they have reliability there? I think they're solid now. Mm-hmm. I think they have a solid base to be pretty good, if not now, later on. You I mean later on they they might be really good, you know, when 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 guys come back, uh, you know, when when Sidney Jones comes back, uh, you know, given an opportunity you know, to heal and, and and make sure he's okay. I think that Patrick Robinson really turned the corner the last two weeks of camp. He, you know, he got his confidence back. Um, he got better in the slot than I thought he would be. Yeah. He became a slot defender, and, you know, I, I think that helped his confidence out a lot. Um, Corey Graham just shook everything up. <laughs> Did he? I ever? mean, every, he got we guys cut. We talked about that, yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he, he just shook everything up. I mean, he, just, he came in and said, all right, well, I'm, I'm the guy now. I'm a, uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a nickel corner slash safety slash wherever you want to put me. I play special teams. I'm an old man, but I'm loving the fact that I'm still here, and he's taking advantage of it. Yep. You know, a lot of DBs had to – Put their watches away, man. Right. Take your chains <laughs> off. You hear the bike coming. Yeah. <laughs> and that's Corey Graham. Right, uh, right. Debo. <laughs> the thing I like about this this group of corners, and I mean they're different, but they all do the same thing. Right, right. Because you look at a guy like Dexter McDougal, he that's a little pit bull, man. Dex loves physicality. You know, Dex is, is is a very aggressive corner, and I think that's why he's stuck. But most importantly, when you look on the outside, you got Darby. He's not really going to fight with you a lot. He'll give you a one-arm bar every once in a while. You know, when you try to get that, that inside move, you know, he'll give you that one-arm bar to turn your back. But he can redirect you and disrupt you at the line with his feet. Yeah, he, he's going to run your route for you. Exactly. And, and, and that's going to make the quarterback – Look off of that side. He's going to go to his next, and that gives you an extra second, fraction of a second to get to the quarterback. Right, right. You got Jalen on the other side who has to – Jalen and Sue are, are similar in that they don't have that 
turn and run ability, so they literally have to get a hand they on you to slow you down. Yeah, he's, you he, know, yeah. he's trying to stop that and throw that timing off right now. Immediately. Exactly. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> and that's that's what's going to help them when they go again. This week, yep. the Not Redskins. now, but right now. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> the Redskins are a team. You know, Kirk Cousins, three-step, five-step throw. You know, they don't – well, with Deshaun, they, they did occasionally, you know, have that max protection and just tell them to go. But for the most part, they're a rhythmic passing team. Yep, yep. You know, the Crowder, the Jordan Reed. If you have guys that can get at the line of scrimmage and disrupt it, whether it be physically or just with their quickness, that's going to help you guys up front. The quick passing game is what killed this defense last year. So just moving on to the the safeties, I mean, we touched on, on Corey Graham, the versatility. I tell you the thing that I like, and I actually wrote an article about it earlier today. Um, if you look – Every single safety has played corner before. Yep. And it goes back to Terrence Brooks, who they traded. Even he had a corner background. Yeah, and, and, you know, and, and, and Coach Schwartz spoke on that today in the press conference. He said, look, the way the new offenses are, are coming into the league where they have tight ends that now are virtually just bigger receivers mm-hmm. now. They're so athletic that, that the Jimmy Grahams – uh, you know, I mean, those guys that can run, the, even the Zach Ertz, yeah. guys that run well, and they run well after the catch. You have to have guys that can go out there and bump and run these guys. They put them out there in the slot way too frequently. It's not like back in the day when I first got in the league where they were trying to run the ball. These days, these guys are smaller, more versatile. Shannon Sharp, probably the one that, that's, you know, that that started all yeah, this. The you know, but you know, it, it, it's. It's put defenses in a in a quandary now. Now you got guys like Olsen, you know, with with the Panthers. You know, guys can go out there and run, and you need guys that can run with them with a little size on them, the little aggressiveness on them. So, you know, that's the that's the that's the progression that these teams are going. You, you have so many teams running eleven personnel, which is one running back, one tight end. Eleven personnel, they call it zebra. That's what they run these days. So. He says 60 to 70 percent of the time they got zebra personnel out there or 11 personnel, whatever you want to call it. Now you have to match up with them. So that brings in his defensive concepts. And I want to ask him that, too. Defensively, your conceptual uh, senses is that you're going to play more nickel than you're going to play regular. So that's, you know, that's going to take away from the reps from Michael Kendricks. Exactly. Exactly. And, and when you look at these safeties and, you know, the the tight ends that do these things, just continuing to flow into the league. If, if, you, if you don't know him, get to know him. Week three, you're going to see a guy named Evan Ingram that can play football as a From receiver. Old From yes. old He runs like, man, I tell you what, and, and my guys at football game plan, you know, we always talk about this. I don't know who the receiver coach is at Ole Miss, but all of them come out polished. What? Route runners. No question. You know, so, no question. And that – goes right to the tight end. But when you look at the safeties, they have to be able to match up. You got the three safety package. You got when teams want to want to move a guy like like Des Bryant into the slot, a bigger receiver. You got Malcolm to drop down and play him. So that's why you have that flexibility. It's just it's funny because when you talk about the old school safeties, you know, obviously Ronnie Lott, he had he had a cornerback background, but I think of Steve Atwater. I think of a guy, Steve Atwater. Now I'm gonna throw a name at you. He got, he got. He, when you have a neck roll, you that guy. At safety. <laughs> yeah, at safety. But I'm gonna throw a name at you, man. And, and and he's the original wig splitter, man. David Fulcher. You remember him? Yes, sir. Woo! <laughs> he used to come up and lay that wood on folks, man. I remember watching him. Yes, so, sir. Yes, sir. And, and and so you look at these guys. They were in essence a a 
a even Woodson fourth, from Dallas. Darren Woodson, yeah, yep. another box player. In essence, a fourth linebacker. Yep. Now it's funny how things have trickled down to the linebacker position, and let's get right into that. Obviously, you know who the starters are, but when you look at a guy like Kyle McGruder Hill, that was your guy last it, week. He's a he's in he's a hybrid. Yep. He could come and fill against the run, but he could turn and run with with and, and stick with most tight ends. So I think he's eventually going to play a factor. I want to see if they when they go against these teams like the Giants this week. You know, if he gets some time to get an opportunity to go against Jordan Reed. Now I don't know I, if I would do that because I think it's a mismatch, but I just want to see how they mix it up. Right, man. If you look at it, you know he, he made the team, man. I was surprised Joe Walker made it. You yeah. Know? Um, you know, I think Cherry kind of played pretty well, but you know, you know, Joe, uh, he's getting more and more confident in that in his in his in, from his injury. He's you know he's running. Najee Good, we knew he was going to make because he's yep. probably the most consistent backup player you had that can play all three positions. Then you know you have the starters. All these guys can play, and I tell you what, Michael Kendrick said, "I want more playing time," so he's played his way into my maybe being the guy that's going to be in you know most situations where. He's going to command some time, even in these um, nickel, nickel situations. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's, uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because we started to see them working he and Nigel Bradham on the field at the same time. Right. It, this Jordan Hicks is is a really good player. You, you know, he, he's I like him a lot. You know, when I watch him, but there are times where he's very susceptible to injuries. So if he's out, they have to find a way to to fill fill the void. But the group that I think is the bread and butter, the, the the group that I think you could put up against most other groups, and you could legitimately say they're a top five, is the front four. Oh, no question. And yes. with, with Fletcher, with, with Jernigan, with Bra- uh, Brandon Graham, and Vinnie Curry. Or Barnett. And you bring in, <laughs> you bring in that, that – S one F one fifty, the young gunner, you, you know, coming off the edge <laughs> that could also spin back. Hey, I, I think they look really good up front. That's going to be the determining factor on if Swartz can run the defense that he wants. You know, like I said, I wanted to ask him that question. Do you have the defense now that you envisioned on having here in Philadelphia mm. after clearing up that mess you had with Billy Davis and his defense is three four? You're now having guys come in that are four, three guys that you wanted. You are handpicking these guys. Mm-hmm. Is this the defense you envisioned from the start? Is this the defense you needed to to, to really run the defensive scheme you want? Guys that can run the pressure, run the um, run and get pressure and stop the run on the way to the quarterback. And it's really good that you mentioned stopping the run because uh, obviously, I mean, we talk about Fletcher. We Jernigan is is a penetrator, yes. and he will get in there and disrupt plays and cause the running back to bounce it outside, which plays right into what I want to talk about next is your guys on the outside. And we know Vinnie Curry's a starter, but I want to focus on Derek Barnett and, and Brandon Graham right now because these are two very high-motor guys. How many times have you seen BG chase down the play to the opposite line of the, uh, side of the line and, and make the tackle? Yeah, but, and that's, you know, and I think that's going to stop this year because he now has some guys that get some penetration now, get guys that get upfield that can hold the edge. He won't be running guys from out. He'll be running guys from inside the pocket right. as opposed to running the other side of the field because I really think now that they have guys on the other side that can complement him and, 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 and post up on the run on that side, which will keep them from running on the outside. And it goes back to having the pieces. And, yep. and last year, while Connor Barwin was a good uh, – uh, 
pass rusher, he struggled in oh, setting no that question. edge. Well, so, no, I didn't think he was a good pass rusher. I thought he was playing out of position. So, <laughs> so that's a look at 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 the the defense. Really quick, um, just running through the schedule. I have the team going ten and six. I'm looking at them splitting the division. I'm looking at a loss in Seattle, a loss on Christmas to the Raiders, and that's how I get to the ten and six point. What is your take on the schedule? What's the record? Uh, I'm going to go. Uh, that's tough, man. Cause, you know, because I was going nine and seven, and you know, just to be eloquent about it, I don't know. This this first game is going to give me going to be the measuring rod of where I think this defense is going to go, where this offense is going to go, and special teams dictating what they always dictate with Coach Phil. If they can go in and be consistent against the Redskins that beat the Redskins, I think that they will go. Um, you know. At the, yeah, then they could go ten and six. Gotcha, gotcha. So just really quick, so looking nine like, and seven right now. But if, if they this, this first game is going to be the determining factor. That's reasonable, and that's enough for Doug Peterson to reasonably keep his job, and Mike Lombardi to take this continue job to be upset. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I mean I respect Lombardi for his comments. He you know? kept me around. That was my guy. He kept me. He, he kept me here two years. You know, he was a guy that kept me in the system. He liked me. He was you know something that I you know really respect. I respect his opinion, but I also understand where he was coming from. Yeah, because he backed it up, and, right, and no I will I will give him that he backed it up. Yeah, wrapping it up with this first game, uh, Brandon Sheriff against Fletcher Cox. I think is the feature matchup. Uh, I, I really like the the matchup on the outside in favor of the the Redskins. You know when you got Pryor against Darby, um, I, I think this is going to be an interesting game. My, I, my matchup is Jordan Reed, Malcolm Jenkins. Yeah, that's the matchup, and that <laughs> no, that was Vernon Davis where you had to pick the uh, Malcolm had to pick six. But uh, yeah, that's a matchup to watch. Also, um, just looking at this game, uh, do you have a prediction? Do you think they'll be able to come out and, and get the W? I think so. I think that the, the tide has changed as far as talent-wise. The Eagles don't have the turnstile quarterbacks back there now. Now they have a franchise quarterback, and that's going to be the determinative factor on them winning the game. They now have a guy that can go out there and dictate um, and, and, and win a game for them. I want to see how they stretch the field without Deshaun Jackson. Terrell Pryor is, is a legit deep threat. We'll see what happens there. Uh, I expect to see the Temple offense quickly. You know, I, Frank Reich talked about getting off to a hot start. I expect to see them come out in that Temple offense. That's what has allowed them to be successful. So I'm going to go with a W, you know, for them. We'll see what happens. But, folks, that's that's the show. It's brought to you by Clip It. Make sure you – One more thing. Go ahead. Huge, 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 huge key. Huge key right now. Zach Ertz has to get out to an early start this season in order for this offense to work. I think he's going to be the the lead receiver. So I'll second that, that motion. That's it, folks. Clip it. Make sure you, you go to clipit.com, download the app. Man, Tasty Cake, shout you out. These honey buns, I appreciate them. Yes, My sir. waistline doesn't, but it's all good. <laughs> Make sure you continue to tune in to BGM Radio, the Next Level Podcast, and all of the podcasts that we have. I'm Teron Davenport for Barrett Brooks. We're out of here.
defend Donnell Pumphrey now, huh? I could, what about it? <laughs> what about it? He's on I, the roster. I, uh, fucking five running backs is horrendous. I don't care what anybody says. There should be three, and that's it. Because they're only going to activate three. I wouldn't keep just three. I think at least I think four and deactivate one of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I mean, essentially. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's – I think five's – I mean, it's not like they lost any of the guys that they were – you know, we're fighting back and forth with, but Clement could have went right on the practice squad. <laughs> would have been easy, yeah. It's just like fine. I understand it. Like we can make all the arguments you want. You want to keep Dunnell and you want to deactivate him because you don't want him to get snatched. Great, but like Cor Clement literally is. There's 30 of them. Yep. So exactly. It's been my argument. Oh, and I told that's him that's Deuce's project, though. Yeah. Cause he reminded himself, he reminded him of himself. Yeah. I told Donnell that uh, I gave him a homework assignment too. Who was that? I, I said, <clears throat> I said this because I asked him, "See, ever hear Eric Metcalf?" Oh man. He was like, "No." Who and one of Eric Metcalf. And I was like, "Listen, man, that's you. Yeah. Before you. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, right, yeah. right." I said, "One, one of the guys I do a show with, he he said that, and I thought about, it. I'm like, yo, that makes." Complete sense. Yeah, he's totally. So yeah, I sent I him. Totally I texted him a, a, a um, highlight, yeah. and then I, I I told him to look at the 1995 season. 100, 100 catches. Yeah, yeah. Eight touchdown. Kickoff returns. Where was yep. he? Was return. With the Browns and then when, when Falcons. Falcons. That's when they switched him to a to. slot. Right. Yep. Right. Him and Terrence Mathis, yeah. a converted quarterback, and Tony Martin. Mm-hmm. They were ridiculous, man. He was. Uh, Bert Emanuel. I remember him being really good on the Browns as a returner. Yeah, he was a beast. He was, a, yeah, he was just nonstop. Man, mm-hmm. I don't remember his Falcons. Uh, oh yeah, he had a hundred catches. Yeah, with that's the what I mean. I gotta yeah. go back and watch that again with Jeff George. And, and oh shit, that's right yeah. during that era. Oh yeah, fuck yeah yeah. Glenville was down there too, right? That, yep. was, that was his squad. Dion yeah, yeah, yeah. was still there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that was a fun squad. Dude, Dude, doing they had, yeah, except for the quarterback. With those, they they had uh they had linebacker. What's his name? Uh, Jesse Tuggle. Jesse Tuggle. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. How could I forget bitch. him? Yeah. Jesse Tuggle hit me in my chest so hard. <laughs> <laughs> right in my chest. Squirt in my damn chest. <laughs> I wasn't going to get as low as him, so he got lower. He hit me square in my mouth. I just mm. engulfed him. 